Hey everybody, welcome back this week as we walk through the Word together. And as we walk out this truth, we discover that life is produced in us and also in other people. We are walking with one another, growing together to see the life of Christ continue to manifest and birth in us and then to see it spread outside of the walls of our houses and our church building. I want to encourage you, um, when you're in prayer and you're like, man, I want to hear from the Lord. This is the launch pad that we walk the street or if you're going to pray about everything. The scripture says, pray according to God's will. Jesus said, pray according to the will of God. And in my name, it will be yours. Here's what I know the will of God is. The will of God is to show his love to a world that he died for. I know it without a shadow of a doubt. God loved the world so much that he died for the world. He wants to show himself to them. Now, Lord, I desire to walk with you and I want to just minister in your name. Would you place within me where you want me to go? Tell me in my thoughts. Give me a name, whatever you want to tell me. I'm open to anything. And then whatever begins to come into our mind, I'm going to show you that's the principle that we're launching from. The word is everything. The word is true. So I'm not going into imagination. I'm jumping off the word. Imagination is conjuring and witchcraft. It's the word. Some people say, man, this sounds kind of demonic. No, it's the word. Jesus said it. So I'm praying according to what the word says and what Jesus said, and I'm stepping in by faith. You talk about scary. It's scary. So you keep doing it, and you're like, well, I want to I see more. Now, here's where I believe the Lord has paused me for today. Even for those weeks where you just don't want to show up, I, had for to, I didn't want to come today. That's why I know today was going to be important. I just didn't want to be here, to be honest with you. I woke up, I was like, I don't want to go. I don't want to, I don't want to talk. I don't want to see people. I don't, don't want it. And uh, it's those weeks, like, if you feel like some weeks you don't want to show up, I have those too, and I just want you to want you to feel alone. But I found, here's what I've just found through experience, is that it's in those times where the battle is strongest, and it's probably the most important. Just seen it. So I know today matters. And so before I step in and read this, would you, would you just have a time of prayer? Would you just ask the Lord to talk to you? Would you ask him to speak through me? Would you ask him to silence me where I need to be silent? Just pray for me and uh, pray for our time together. Right where you are, just ask him to talk to you. Father, we come to you uh, through the blood of your son, Jesus Christ. We don't stand on our accomplishments, we stand upon yours. And we step in boldly because our great confidence is in him and we thank you so much that you have loved us so and you've invited each one of us in. I thank you for each person who's sitting here today. I thank you for bringing us in this room just to experience you. I pray, Lord, would you speak to us deeply today? I know you want to. I pray, Holy Spirit, would you comfort the, the, the ones who need to be comforted today. Lord, I pray for a, a, a holy conviction where there needs to be conviction. Lord, I pray that eyes would be open to see clear. Ears would be unstopped to hear. And Lord, I pray that you would fill us with boldness to respond to your truth. I pray this in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So we've walked through Acts 
and we've been going through the stories of Acts, and you go in the early church, and then you go to the street, and you go back into the church, and you go to the street, and you see this like back and forth experience in, in this book. And as we're going through the book, I don't know about you, but I'm challenged and deeply inspired. Like I wanna, I wanna experience everything that these guys and this church is experiencing. Anybody just wanna experience? I just wanna experience the king. I wanna see more. Come on. And as I've been going through this word, like I've been so inspired and I just wanna see more. And I believe the Lord just paused me. And in my prayer time last Sunday after church, I went home and I'm just spending time with the Lord. And I'm, I'm telling you like just, just amazing time that he's just showing me. But I believe he directed me to a scripture uh, that was so odd. And I believe he said, just like, pause. I just want you to stop. And I want you to remind everybody something. Because it's very easy. We hear these stories. You're like, why don't I have that story? I want something like that. And you begin, and, and even walk in the street. We can go after these experiences and really miss the heartbeat of the one who gives you those experiences. And so the Lord directed me to Leviticus 10, and I want to read you one of the most obscure passages I've read in a minute, and I believe he, he paused me here. And so uh, let's see what he says to us, okay? And starting in verse 9, uh, Leviticus 9, 23, and then I'm going to go to 2 Corinthians 5, and I'll turn there, and we, I'll read with you guys, okay? So before I read this, here's what happened. The nation of Israel has left slavery out of Egypt. And then God has given them clear instructions of how he wants the nation to connect with him. He has these guys who are priests and he's given them orders. Here's what I want, very careful orders. And he basically tells them, look, if you don't carry out my orders, you will die. It's that serious. And I wanna read this passage to you. It says, then Moses and Aaron went into the tabernacle and when they came out, they blessed the people again the glory of the Lord appeared to the whole community. Fire blazed forth from the Lord's presence and consumed the burnt offering and the fat on the altar. When the people saw this, they shouted with joy and they fell face down on the ground. Aaron's sons, Nadab and Abihu, put coals of fire in their incense burners and sprinkled incense over them. In this way, they disobeyed the Lord by burning before him the wrong kind of fire, different than what he had commanded. So fire blazed forth from the Lord's presence and burned them up, and they died there before the Lord. Then Moses said to Aaron, this is what the Lord meant when he said, I will display my holiness through those who come near me. I will display my glory before all of the people. Here's something I noticed in this story. When everybody experienced the glory of God, they fell on their faces and they were overjoyed and they began to worship. But not two people who were called to serve the Lord. They wanted more. Not that more is a problem, but they were not concerned with what God were do was doing. They were more concerned of what the people thought of what they were doing. And if you remember, we went through the book of Acts and you see that very same story in the early church of Ananias and Sapphira. The early church is on their face, worshiping overjoyed for what God is doing. He's doing amazing things, but there's two people that are not concerned with what God is doing. They are more concerned of what other people think they are doing. It's the same thing replayed. And those two, they don't try to do less for God. They want to do more. 
Think about this. I want to do more than what God has asked me to do, and I want to enter in in a different way, and I want to be recognized by the people. So they decide to do more than what God has prescribed, and they end up dying. Now, how the heck does this actually pertain to us, Jay? I mean, seriously, like, we're not sacrificing animals. It's not that weird. Like, you know what I mean? Like, we're not doing any of that stuff. God hasn't told us. He's given us, the church, very clear prescription of how we are to connect with the Father God. We're given very specific instructions. And if you want to leave the prescription of what God has gifted us, it will kill you. And listen, when I say kill, like you might not drop dead with fire or something, but your soul will shrivel up and die in search for something like water and you never find water. It's like a desert place and you never get to the, the, the well. There is a way that you and I have been called, not just you and I, but this world to connect with God. Do you wanna connect with him? I just wanna show you clearly the prescription that he gave us. It's out of 2 Corinthians 5. And I wanna remind us, and it's this prescription I think that will be medicine for our souls. If you feel like today that Jake has connected with a God that you have no possibility of connecting with, and if you could really walk with God, then you could do Jake's stuff, but Jake, you're just above me now. Me and you both know the life we've lived. God is so gracious and kind, man. Let me tell you about his prescription, and if you want to connect with him today, you can. It's beautiful news. You don't have to strive or die to get there. In fact, someone else died to get there for you. 2 Corinthians 5 says, Paul's talking to the Corinthian church. He says, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he's a new creation. The old has passed away. If you have come into Christ, you are brand new. The old is gone. You say, oh, I don't feel so brand new. Well, if you're in Christ, it has happened. You're realizing what that actually means and your life is transforming and conforming into that image of what's actually happened. Behold, the new has come. Listen, all this is from God. Does anybody feel like it's all on you? You can lay that down today and be free from that. Just let it go. It's all from him who through Christ reconciled us to himself. That means balanced out the scales of justice. And if you feel like your scales are unbalanced and there's no way for you to balance them back, here's the truth that we grab hold of. Here's the prescription for you to connect to a perfect God. He reconciled you to himself. That means he did the work of doing it. Quit trying to balance your scales. Trust the one who actually balanced them. That is, he reconciled us to himself and then gave us the ministry of reconciliation. Now here's where we get, we might miss it sometimes, believers. We see, a lot of us, we go to church for a long time and we see that gave you the ministry of reconciliation. Wonderful, that's absolutely true. But if that gets out of balance, and your life is all about ministry, and you miss the first part that he reconciled us to himself, they go together. If you keep those together, it will balance you for the work of ministry you were called to. 
If you forget this reality that he reconciled you versus all that you're doing has now reconciled yourself, you'll get out of balance and you'll become an arrogant, prideful Pharisee and you'll end up berating and beating people to death. But if you keep both of these in balance together and we stay in the place where he's reconciled us to himself, I mean, you think back of what he's actually done. What does that mean that he's balanced your scale? Have you ever thought about that? In fact, I want to invite you to think about it every day because here's what it's going to do. It's going to bring you to this place of awe and wonder. Is anybody thankful? He reconciled me. Don't ever leave this place. The nation of Israel saw the glory of God. They were humbled. They were overjoyed. They were on their face praising God. Then they got up to do the ministry. And that's what Paul's reminding the church of Corinth who had begun to get arrogant. Keep them in perspective together. Verse 18, I'll read this again. All this is from God, who through Christ reconciled us to himself and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. That is, in Christ, God was reconciling the world to himself. This is, the, this is the ministry of reconciliation. This is the message that we are to give away. This is the prescription for the world. Now, a lot of churches, I want to say even church, I think people, uh, they want to change the behavior of others before they want to tell them the good news that actually inspires the change of the heart. We want to change what they do because we don't like how they talk. We don't like what they do. We don't like what they look like. We don't like some aspect of their life. And we want to change that behavior before God changes the heart. God has reconciled the world to himself. And if they are to receive that, it'll give them a heart change, heart transplant, really. This is the good news. This is the power of God. In, God, in Christ, God was reconciling the world to himself. Listen to this. Not counting their trespasses against them and entrusting to us the message of reconciliation. Therefore, because this is true, we are ambassadors for Christ. God making his appeal through us. We implore you on behalf of Christ, be reconciled to God. Today, if you feel like your scales are out of balance, I implore you, be reconciled to God. For our sake, here it is. For your and my sake, listen, receive this yourself today. For your sake. Can you say for my sake? For my sake, he made him to be sin who knew no sin so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. Here's the truth. As I read the story of Ananias and Sapphira, as I read Leviticus 10, I see myself doing that at times. Do you? You want to position your own life to be seen a certain way? I just do. And the truth that I come to that brings me back to this place every single week and every single morning, I just wanna say thank you, Lord, because here's the truth. I deserve to be those two sons of Aaron. But the reality of grace that we live in today is that Jesus the Christ took on that hellfire to give us the holy fire. And if you are experiencing hellfire today, I want to tell you the truth that may set you free. 
is that Jesus Christ already bore all of that hellfire. He's inviting you to be reconciled with himself and he wants to give you holy fire. He wants to consume your life with holy fire. He doesn't want to destroy your life. He wants to give you life. You were made for a holy fire life. You were made for it. And if you are settling for less than holy fire, that earthly fire will burn you up. And it is not what God wants for your life. He wants to give you life and life abundant. But he tells us that life abundance to the world looks foolish because it looks like you're about to lose your life. But if you lose your life for my sake, you will discover what real life is all about. And the things that we hold dear, listen, I've lived this. I'm speaking to myself. I'm speaking to my past Jay. The stuff I lived for that I was clenching so tightly to, I was heavy down. I was burdened. I wanted to die. And I was being consumed with fire all around me, which is what it felt like living hell. And when I got to the place where I'm like, I cannot reconcile my life. I can't fix this junk. I got to let go. Jesus, if you're really there, meet me. I didn't have the perfect words to say, but I felt like in that moment, whatever, whatever that was by faith, I called out to Jesus, man. And I felt everything within my life shift, but I got to the place of, I, li- I truly quit. I'm not saying a prayer because somebody said it. I'm not inspired by my friends. I got to the place where God had literally brought me where I'm truly done. And maybe you just feel that way. Maybe you sat through church services and you've said a bunch of prayers. I don't care. If you're finally at that place where you're like, I'm actually legit done, tell him. He wants to meet you right there. And the truth, the prescription, listen, here's the prescription. The prescription, if you're trying to connect with God, be reconciled to God today. Not by any of your efforts, but lean on the efforts of of Jesus. Jesus has reconciled you, made everything right. Receive rightness and then receive the ministry he's invited you into. Come and follow him. He's got work to do and he's calling the world to himself. Would you go? But do not go until he's reconciled your heart. Here's what I want to do now. I would love for the band to come and I just pray that this is such a simple message. It's so simple, but I think we all just need that perspective shift at times to remember what's actually connected us to the Father. It's okay, girl, you're good. We need to remember what connects us to the Father. Would you tomorrow, would you wake up in the morning and just remember well? Would you remember well? And then if you remember well, you're gonna join the early church in a heart posture of awe and wonder. Go back and remember. Remember the truth. 
the prescription that's actually the true medicine. If you take a different medicine for sickness you don't have, you'll get worse, right? This is the prescription. And if you try to do more, it'll end up killing you. This is the prescription that gives you power to do what you were made for and called to do. It sounds so simple, but people don't know the relief that you have in the person of Jesus. He's a reliever. He's a healer. And that's the place that lifts all the burdens of our heart. He wants to cover all the mess. Would you let him? Right where you are, would you just remember for me for a moment? Just remember. Let's just go back and remember for a second. For those who are in Christ, do you remember before him what was going on? What you were feeling, what you saw? Do you remember the moment when it felt like all of those things like lifted off of you? When somebody told you the good news that you, it was already done, it was finished. Do you remember that? Do you remember him meeting you there? Do you remember how overjoyed you were? Go back there. Maybe just tell him thank you. Let your heart get there and just express thanks to him. Now, if you, if you are not in Christ today and you're very interested in what I'm talking about and you just want to get to God, you've come here because you're like, man, I want to connect with God. Today you can. And in fact, he's made a way for you to connect with him. It's through himself. He did everything that you couldn't do. He made everything right that you couldn't fix. And his name is Jesus. Just, just tell him, tell him what you're going through right now. Just tell him. So you, Jesus, tell him, tell him how you're feeling and tell him you that you want what he, what he is and who he is. Tell him you want him. Tell him the truth. He doesn't want a piece of your life. He wants to be Lord because he is Lord. He's inviting you to step into the truth, not a piece of the truth. Jesus is the Lord of heaven and earth and all dominion and power have been given to him. Step out of your power and into his. He wants to give it to you freely. He wants to give you his presence himself. Let go of your life that you might find life. Just tell him, Jesus, I don't want to be Lord anymore. I don't want to be king or I don't want to be queen of my life. I want you to be the king. I let go and I trust you. I need your forgiveness. I need saving. I don't want you to send me. Lord, thank you. Thank you for salvation. Thank you for helping us remember. Holy Spirit, you bring things to remembrance. Thank you for doing that. Thanks for the prescription that brings healing in our soul. 
Lord, I pray for my brothers and sisters in this room and during the week, you would keep us in the place to remember, remembering well. I pray that in your name, Jesus. Amen. Now, I want to do something next that may be a little bit different, okay? Can we go on a journey together? If you're new to Midtown, we take risks here. We do weird stuff, okay? Let's just do weird stuff together, okay? Knowing that that's true, stepping by faith in the reality that we have been made right with God our Father, here's what I want to remind you every morning. Some of us have pervasive thoughts that for some reason, our Father in heaven does not hear our prayers. You go back to the prescription that he has reconciled you. All things have been balanced. Thank you, Jesus. Now, what does God want us to pray? What does he actually want us to pray for? And if you step into that world, you will begin to experience him. You'll experience him. Someone tell you. But he invites us to pray according to his will because he is the Lord of heaven and earth and he's invited us into his life. We get it backwards sometimes. Come into my life and change my life. To, but change it the way I want it, by the way. <laughs> Just do a couple things. I'm gonna tell you what to do. He's like, no, I, I wanna tell you because I actually know. And it's gonna be really good. So I wanna have a time of prayer together. But as we pray, I'm gonna invite you, would, if you're sitting around a group of people, four or five, would you just get together and pray? And listen, if you are not ready to pray, don't, don't. But if you would like somebody to pray for you, just tell them how you, how you can be prayed for, okay? But before you pray, I would ask one of you, I'm gonna pray for y'all, and then we're gonna say, Holy Spirit, direct our prayers. Tell us what to pray for. I just wanna practice together. Can we practice? Tell us what to pray for. And then as he gives you his thoughts or whatever, like, it's almost like it just comes to you. I don't know why I got this person in my life and they're on my mind. Pray for them. This feels so random. I don't know. Pray. One person in your group, I would love for you to take out your phone and I would love for you to write a note what people pray for. Okay? And then next week, I want to come back and if you saw what God did, let's talk about it. The scripture says, pray and be watchful. A lot of times I think we pray and we forget to watch. I want to watch together. And if we watch together, we're going to tell God's stories together. If we tell God's stories together, guess what? There's a wave that begins to rise in the, rise in the city and people find out and they go, I don't know what's going on down there, but something's weird. God is alive. Jesus is king. And he's invited me and you in. Oh, it's good. Let's go. I want to just call to you. I implore to you. Be reconciled to God. Come and experience with me. He wants to show you. But Lord, have your way. If you would, let's just, we could turn our chairs, turn around. You can find four people, two people if you're comfortable. I don't care. Fine. And then uh, find a group that you're comfortable with. And let's just have a little time of prayer together. Let's pray for each other, whatever comes to mind. I'm gonna... Father, I pray that you would direct our steps now. I direct connections. Holy Spirit, I just pray that you would give us your thoughts. What would you like us to pray for? 
I pray for freedom in this room, Lord. Lord, I pray that the chains of shame and guilt would fall today, knowing that none of us stand righteous before you. No, not one. But you have called us as righteous ones. You did all the work, so I said thank you. Lord, I pray, let's pray. Lord, tell us what you want us to pray. May we connect with your heart now. Have your way in this room, in Jesus' name, amen. stand with me and if you want to keep praying you want to stay as long as you want I don't care if you stay all night this place is yours but here's the truth here's the medicine we're going to receive before we walk out of this room we open our hands just want you to remember this just receive it fresh and new Jesus has reconciled me just, just soak that in for a second Jesus has reconciled me. I am brand new. Today is a new day. He has invited me in. He has sent me out, not by myself, but filled with his Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, order my steps. Give me your words. Send me where you want me to go. I am not my own, but I am yours. I was bought with the highest price, and you said I was worth it. So here I am. Send me. Lord, we thank you. Send us now in Jesus' name and by his power and his blood. Amen. Amen. We love you guys so much. See you all next week. Let's go get it. Can't wait for the stories.